Everyone's road to Japan is different. Today is all about mine. Deep voice guy. Welcome to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. Hey guys, yes, it is James from LTInsider.com coming at you with episode number 22 of the LT Insider Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today, as always. And today I'm going to take you on a little trip through time with the story of how I became an LT. Now that's right. Some people come to Japan as a jet and just start their journey as an LT. But for me, and you know, many other people, you kind of just stumble your way there. Or, you know, you kind of just need money, so you decide to take a job as an LT later on the road when you have to. My story is a little bit more like the stumbling variety, so enjoy the story of my path of becoming an ALT. So, my story starts the first year I came to Japan, about eight years ago. Uh, I came over as an Aikawa teacher. Now, there really wasn't any particular reason I did Aikawa instead of ALT, but I kind of just found some online forums and stuff, and they said like the pay was great, the pay was the best, Aikawa pay was the best. And the work wasn't that hard, and I was kind of just ready for a change. Now, you know, people are going to ask you why you came to Japan. And I always say, I, the one I use is I had a lot of friends in college that were Japanese because it's so easy to understand, and it kind of ends the conversation. And, you know, side note, you should work on your answer for that question. Like, you know, it's, it's like, honesty, of course, is a good policy, but sometimes if you have an honest answer that's a very interesting answer, it'll lead to, an, you know, a long conversation every time you get asked that question, which will be a lot. So... If you're okay with that, of course, say the truth, say your interesting answer, but if you don't want to do those boring, long conversations about the same question over and over, prefabricating a story that's a little more easy to digest and a little bit less interesting, you know, unless you want to have that conversation every time, please do, but I, the one I use is I had a lot of friends in college that were Japanese, boom, and the story you don't have to answer every time. But anyways, I'm all sidetracked already, so anyways, why I really came to Japan and I've said this before on the podcast, but because I was really looking to get out of the house and kind of get my college experience. So I finished my four years of full-time working, going to college, and still living with my parents. So I didn't get that kind of, yeah, I had my fair share of partying, but I didn't get my, wow, I'm living by myself kind of feeling. So I, I don't know why, but I thought, hey, I can do it in Japan. So one day I found an ad about living in Japan, working in Japan, and I clicked that, and, you know, boom, it was off. I was I decided, you know, I'm definitely going to go. This is, this is my way to get my leaving the house, living by myself kind of feeling. So after I decided that, I found this company that was named Geos, which is still around, and they seemed to be paying pretty good. I figured, hey, let's, I don't know why I stuck on that company's name, but I said, hey, I want to do Geos. I didn't want to do Jet because the application process is so insane and I didn't want to wait that long because you had to wait for the once a year cycle or whatever. So I said, okay, Geos is good. I worked on my resume, sent it off, and... Not too long later, I got sent back and said, okay, it's good. Come to Empire State Building in New York for training and like the last interview process, which I think basically just means as long as you don't do something like really stupid, you get the job. So anyways, I went to the training, got that, got hired there, and I was sent to where I still am today, which is in Kyushu, you know? So now after I arrived, you know, honeymoon period, honeymoon period, I won't give you all the boring details there, but I won't give you all the details of the Aikaiwa experience either, but maybe a different podcast I will, but let's just say like, I thought Japan was a lot of fun. I was having fun in Japan. Yeah. I still had no friends though. I didn't have any friends, but as for the ALT job, the, the Aikaiwa job, the selling part just wasn't 
me. Like it wasn't a part of my DNA. And it's a big part of Eikaiwa working, you know, like, I don't know if it's still that way. I assume it is. It was a big part of the Eikaiwa job. I guess they could have changed it now, but I, I seriously doubt. I mean, I just sell my ass off, like, which, you know, I didn't want to really want to do it all. So I would always just say I was truly trying, but I really just never, ever did it. Like, I would say, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, they'd come to me like, you know, did you tell your student about this new textbook they can buy? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. She said she already had it, though. And, like, they'd be like, mm, well, our records are saying that she did not buy that one yet. And I'd be like, oh, oh, really? All right, well, I got to go to the bathroom. So, and it was really like that. Like, every day I was just trying to get away from their questions of pressuring me to sell stuff. I liked the students a lot. I liked... Hours were good. I, mean, I thought then they were good. It started 1 o'clock in the evening, 10 o'clock in the evening. And that was fine. I mean, now looking back, it sucks. But the selling stuff just really started weighing on me. Like, And after about like six months or so of you know just struggling through it, lying my way through it, I started getting into trouble like for not selling enough. Like They called me to the head office of the company, which was in Fukuoka, and they sat me down, and they told me, like, you really got to make an effort to sell more or something bad's going to happen. And I don't really remember why. Well, I guess I can have some guesses, but I was a little bit lonely, I guess, and I was kind of past the honeymoon period, but I just like broke down at that meeting. And it wasn't because I was scared of my job or scared like I was going to leave Japan, but I, I felt like, well, I got to Japan, and is this really what it is? is this, I'm, gonna, I'm in a meeting about how I can't sell stuff, you know? And it's not what I came for. It's not what I signed up for. So after I was, after that meeting, I was crying like a baby, like an idiot, but and then dude, I feel bad for that dude. Like, he just trying to tell me to sell stuff, like, I know it wasn't his idea. Someone told him to tell me to sell more and I go in there crying or whatever. But I left that meeting and I said, right then, you know what? I'm done being a Kaiwa teacher. I'm going to quit. And the next day I did. And it, that, that was pretty scary. I, I had zero backup plans and really no hope of finding one other than, you know, the internet. But I really just decided at that moment that I wasn't in Japan to do shit I didn't want to do. So I'm not going to do it. And like, well, it was really scary. I think it was amazing. I still remember the amazingly like free feeling I felt then too. Like I know it sounds stupid because you are probably saying, yeah, when you quit your job, you are free, you idiot. But I was really like, wow, I'm finally, this is now I'm finally on my own. I don't have a company kind of watching my back, be my babysitter. Now I really am on my own. I got to find my own way. So after that little rush of feeling like there was an inkling of danger, like, you know, how am I going to get money? Like, I don't know. There was, now it wasn't really danger, you know what I mean? But I mean, I wasn't sure how things were going to turn out. That's the best way to say it. So, you know, after a few days of just in, <laughs> chilling in my house, drinking, you know, just saying like, oh, what am I going to do? I never, don't know. What, who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be exciting though. I decided, okay, now it's time to work on the job search. Went on Google. The first search I did, I found an ALT position that was opening for schools that were so close to me that I could bike to them in my town. At that time, I was kind of like, well, well, that might just work out. Cool. But now I see how insanely, insanely lucky that was. And, you know, especially because this wasn't at the beginning of the school year, but like right in the middle of the school year, which is like much tougher to find work during, you know. And for schools that were like so close to my house, it's like insane, just insanely lucky. At that time, I thought like, well, you know, maybe I'll take it. I don't know. And I, I wasn't even that excited. Like I was happy to find work, but I had a lot of research to do to learn about what being an AOT actually was. Like, of course, I did some research before I came to Japan, but that was six months ago, and I never even thought about being an LT. So, you know, and I was still waiting on my last paycheck from a Kaiwa job, so I was kind of, like, extra lazy because I knew I was still getting paid just to be lazy. So I slowly did the online rounds, you know, finding what ALT is. I was watching all of, like, my Argonauts videos 
and we, you should if you haven't. If you don't know anything, if you don't know everything there is to know about ALTs, go check out his videos on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes. ALTinsider.com forward slash podcast twenty four. But anyways, after a few days of watching his videos, reading about ALT stuff, I got my shit together and said, if I want to stay in Japan, I have got to have a job, so I better do this. So I sent a resume to that company. And it was a small company named KBS. I don't even know if they're still around anymore, but it was named KBS. And within hours, like literally hours, I got a mail back saying they want me to go to their office on the next day. And, you know, at that time I was really torn. Like I kept thinking like, wow, this fun time of not knowing what's going to happen is going to be over. If I go to that, if I go there, all the kind of wonder of what's going to happen in the future is just gone. And it sounds so stupid now because like if you get, you get, you have a job, you need money. If it, someone's offering you a job, you take it. But Anyway, I smartened up and I said yes and showed up the next day. It was in like Kitakyushu and it was a weird kind of office because it was like a house and I couldn't find it for a while, but it's not important. Anyways, I found the ha- I found the office and I, I wasn't even really nervous, even though like my Japanese skills were nothing then. I thought like, you know, what do I have to lose? You know, if I don't get hired, I'll wait until my money runs out and I'll go buy a plane ticket home with my credit card or whatever. And like my Japanese adventure will be over. If I do get it, I got it. Cool. I can stay in Japan longer. And, you know, luckily, well, you know, not really luckily, but I know they, now I know how badly they needed to hire someone. So as long as I didn't really mess it up, I got the job. I managed to do that and got the job. And, you know, the next seven years turned out to be pretty good. And that's where I am now. But, and I still remember like walking into the eventual school I got hired as, as an ALT, like a month or so after I got the job and like learned all the newbie stuff and, got past the nervousness and I stopped and said, wow, you know, this is, this is really cool. I'm really happy right now. You know, I left a job. I wasn't happy yet. I had no backup plan and I found this job that was just like perfect for my personality at the time. And I was having like, I was having a lot of fun. That's when I was like, wow, this, this is what I came to Japan for. And of course, in that moment, there's peaks and valleys, not fun times, not fun students, not fun schools, but the ALT position for me really was awesome for me. And it was awesome for me for a long time. Now, it's impossible to say like everything good in my life happened because I quit that Eikaiwa job. But sometimes I wonder, you know, like LTInsider.com was all about having fun, you know, and like fighting for your fun. And I think the decision I made back then, it was pretty stupid thinking back, thinking back on it. I had no backup plan, but I quit my job because I wasn't having fun. Led me to that kind of thinking that I have now. Like fun is important, you know. Fun is a choice. And sometimes you got to fight for it, whether that's, you know, telling your dispatch company or jet or your your handler to email email you instead of calling you five times a day or like refusing to teach a class that's your JT just leaves because the class the, the class is really tough or whatever I mean sometimes you have to quit your job if it's just, it's not it's impossible to have fun during it like you got to fight for it whenever it's possible you know like and I, I, insane tangent here but I mean you really got to think about yourself and your situation. And I do myself all the time still. Like, are the people you hang out with, your job, all the parts of your job, what parts of that aren't necessary? What parts aren't adding something to your life? Or what parts are taking away something? What parts are taking away fun from you? How many of those can you, like, eliminate? Like, I wrote about the 75% rule on an old blog post that you can search for. And it's about how, like, 75% of your mental capacity at all times is, like, the most effective way to do things. You're not totally stressed out all the time, and there's also some more wiggle room if you have to push a little harder. And this is kind of a part of that. Like, how much crap is filling your mind and stealing fun away from you? Now, I know it's impossible to eliminate all of it, right? Like, we still have to do paperwork. Everyone's job has some bad parts, right? 
But if you work at it enough, I think you can lessen the amount of these kind of fun killers that are all around. So like on my path to become an ALT, the eight Kaiwa job itself was kind of too much and not a match for my personality. And so having fun for me was kind of impossible. So I quit. Now, before I quit, I tried to eliminate the not fun part by of selling. I tried to eliminate that by just not doing it. I, of course, I could have worked at it harder and probably found a way to sell that I was okay with. But for me, it proved impossible, so I quit. Uh, and you can't always just quit your job. But I'm confident that you can eliminate some of the not fun parts of any job, whether it's, you know, ALT, Aikaiwa teacher, or, I don't know, bus driver. You know, like, there are ways to do it. And anyways, okay, insane tangent over. Let's try to come to a conclusion. In conclusion, everyone's time in Japan is different. You know, most people find their own place, and the ones that don't just go home early, right? So, like, for some people, it's being a Jeff for five years and then dipping out. For other, for other people, it's coming as a Kaiwa teacher, then being an LT, then being a bartender. I don't know. You end up somewhere and you find your place. So like no matter where you are or what path you took or are going to take, just try to don't forget to make it fun, you know, like because if it's not fun, then really what's the point? You came to Japan to have fun, right? So make sure you do it. Fight for it. So all right, guys, that's all for me today. For the show notes, go to LTinsider.com forward slash podcast 24 and all the relevant links will be there in an easy-to-read format as they always are. Until next time, no matter where you are on your path in your crazy Japan adventure, whether it's you know still doing research about it, whether it's your first month, or whether you're a retired LT, be sure to have more fun while doing so. See ya. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit ALTinsider.com. See you next time.